that, with that, we're going we're gonna to start. And really, Basar B'chalav is, is a very interesting topic to discuss because it constantly continues to evolve. Um, there are halachic aspects that don't evolve so much because yeah, human anatomy doesn't evolve that much. Or um, certain topics of judges in courts and, and, and Kiddush HaChodesh or, or holidays don't necessarily evolve so much. Shabbos, till modernity hit, didn't evolve so much either. Now, with the modern world, that evolved a lot. And Kashrus never stops evolving because, A, everything changes from, from, from the pots and pans that we have to the way we prepare food to how we prepare food to um, what criteria's food are in, um, et cetera, et cetera. That, that changes a lot. And therefore, it's very important to constantly do chazara. Um, now, the truth is um, that when it comes to learning basar b'chalav, it's probably the best uh, halacha to learn. Because the more you learn basar b'chalav, the more you can be mekel. The more you learn other stuff, the more you're being machmir. Right? It's when you learn basar b'chalav that you realize that 90% of the time you've been I- an idiot. Right? You've been, you just like lack of knowledge. Right, and uh, I told the chaver in Maryland know that I, I I bust your chops when you ask me questions that are just like not not in any normal realm. So learning basar b'chalav is important. You're, you're, hopefully, when we're done with this, you're going to actually know more and then enjoy life more, and not uh, uh, as other aspects come. Shlomo Melech said in Mishla Yosef Dat Yosef Machov. I think that's Kohelet. Um, so. So knowing more is actually uh, enjoying more and uh, throwing out less food. And, uh, and uh, yeah, um, I know that uh, I usually get screamed at from my wife a hundred times that, I, uh, that I'm trafing up her kitchen. And I'm telling her, but like, it's Shulchan Aruch. She's like, I don't care if it's Shulchan Aruch. It's not the way I do things. Don't do it. And I was like, okay, 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 you know. Um, so, so we are on page 25. And we're starting uh, Basar V'chalav. And we're going to start with uh, the, where, where, the, where the Torah talks about it. So we see in source one, we're actually c- quoting two sources in Shemot and one source in Devarim that says a very famous Pasuk. Lo gdi right? Don't cook a kid in its mother's milk. Right? Um, now, what does that mean? Right? So the first thing we have to understand is that cooking. Right? But this cooking doesn't only mean uh, um, um, in a way uh, that we, we understand just, just cooking, right? As we're going to see soon, the Gemara in Chulin that's going to tell us that this is actually said three times to specify three different things. But we have to understand, and sometimes this question comes up. So if you can't cook a kid in its mother's milk, then maybe you can't have a chicken and an omelet together, right? What about an egg uh, with chicken? So first of all, it's a great question. It's a non-starter because we're obviously talking about only in a mammal world, and we're going to see that a chicken, although it's stuck in with the meat world, it's not midderaisa because we're only talking about a mammal, uh, a kid that. Uh, and, and 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 this is I, I'm not going to get into like panemius of halacha, although that would be great, maybe like as a summary class. But just to open up, Reb Nassan in his uh, book on on halacha on the Kuti halacha, so Reb Nassan was Reb Nachman a Breslov student, and he wrote a perush on halacha from a spiritual mindset. And he speaks about why is mixing meat and milk such a problem? Meat denotes strength, muscle, and, and, and me, my, 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 my physicality. While milk only exists in a reality of a mammal, of an infant who is totally powerless 
and needs her, his mother in order to survive. And Reb Nassim says, it's important to know when to be strong and givura and when to have chesed. Not to mix the two. Not to mix the two. Not to blemish that out of kindness, now you're going to go and rebuke somebody in public and shame them and embarrass them because you're really doing them a favor. No, that's not how life works. Chesed is chesed. Givura is givura. And there's ways to merge the two, but we don't cook them together. And that's like a very important thing. Uh, for me, it helps me a lot understand what Chazal want of us. But just the association that we have as mammals, that nursing milk from a, from a mother is when we were totally helpless, while meat and muscle usually denote um, strength and givura, and therefore should not be mixed. Okay, that was just like a little bit to frame the mindset. Back into source number two, Masechet Chulin, Kuftet Vav Amin Beis, says, Debe Rabbi Yishmael Tan, in the house of Rabbi Yishmael, they taught, Lotev Hashel Gdi Bechalev Imo, don't cook a kid in his mother's milk. They taught it three, they said it three times, one to denote, Ila Isur Achila, that you can't eat, Echad Le Isur Hana, one not to enjoy, Vechad Le Isur Bishul, and one not to cook. Right? So this category has three things in it. One, you can't cook. One, you can't eat, and you can't enjoy it. Right? It's not only just eating. Certain things that we have, or say, okay, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Um, however, when it comes to, to, to this reality, it's going to explain it, it's going to be on three levels. Right? Again, if we do at the end, and there's a ratzon from the chevre, to go a little bit in pneumius and spirituality, happy to do that. Uh, right now, I'm not going to get into the three different levels, but anybody who understands the id, the ego, the superego, conscious, superconscious, nonconscious, it's all in there. Tough. Let's move to source uh, number three. The tour is going to explain what that. What does that mean? Tour says, What does he mean? Don't cook a kid in his mother's milk. It said three times, right? What are the three times? So the prohibition, right, is to say that you can't. You can't cook it, right? But, Midirabanan, it's in every Indian, we're not allowed. Not Dafka, specifically, Agdi, which is a, a, um, a goat, but rather, a cow, a sheep, anything. It, didn't, it doesn't matter if it's, it's a different, if it's a cow's milk and, and, and a goat or it's mother's milk or it's aunt's milk. The Torah spoke in a language that they was applicable to them, and cooking a kid in his mother's milk, usually you didn't have millions and millions of livestock. You had one goat, she had three kids, you probably had a male and a female that you kept in order to keep, continue breeding, and then you ate whatever was uh, you know, unnecessary. So today when we're talking about mass production, somebody might get lost saying, oh no, it's only man and a kid in his mother's milk because it's like not nice to the kid in the mother's milk. They spoke in a language that was applicable then, and we have to understand how to take that to our life today. And the Torah is telling us, all meat and all milk. Okay, so the Orach HaShulchan is going to uh, um, show us uh, two interesting elements of where this can unfold. And he says like this, Meshunei Yisur Basah Bechala Mikol HaYisurim B'Shnei Dvarim, I'm in source number four. Why, why, what, what is it? Most of the Torah's prohibitions are, you're allowed to enjoy them. Except for Orla, right? Kilea Kerem, Orla, and Basar Bechalav, you're not allowed to enjoy. But other stuff, you know, 
Chaz v'shalom, um, a person uh, is Mechal Shabbos. I can't uh, enjoy it, but I can give it to a non-Jew, a friend who can now, you know, eat the food that I cooked on Shabbos by accident or, or something like that, right? And here there's a different criteria where when we're talking about Basar B'chalav, um, it's, it's, uh, it's strict. And the second thing is, V'chol Yisurei Torah, any Yisurak B'achila Bilvad. Most Yisurei Torah, you're not allowed to consume. Oh, Yisura Na'ah. Or you're not allowed to enjoy. Gam Be'anatam Avalo Bishulam. Most cases, if you can eat, you're not allowed to eat, but you're probably allowed to enjoy. If you're not allowed to enjoy it, probably allowed to eat it. U'basar B'chalav, Asur Gam Be'bishul. Asur Gam Be'bishul Bilvad. Be'lo Achila V'gam Be'lo Hana'ah. Right? A person's not allowed to cook it, even if he's not eating it or enjoying it. Where would you have a place where you're cooking it not to enjoy it, not to eat it? I, uh, you know, my kids had pasta and cheese and uh, there's a little cheese that always gets stuck to the side of the plate and I put the cheese, in the, the plate uh, in the counter and now I had chicken soup, leftovers from Shabbos and I'm now my wife's going to say, are you going to eat that also on Thursday? Because it's already Wednesday. And I say, you know what? Even though I would eat it on Thursday, leftover Shabbos soup. But for Shalom Bais, I say, you know, I'm not going to eat the chicken soup anymore. You know, it's Thursday. It's already, the Arizal tells us that by Wednesday, it's already the next Shabbos. And I take the hot chicken soup that's left over and I pour it into the sink. And I pour it onto the plate of the, 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 the pasta and cheese of the, that my kids just had. Boiling hot soup onto the cheese. Cook the cheese. Now, I uh, over Avera. Right? So uh, this is where people have the minute to have two sinks. Right? Better to have two sinks. No one has to have two sinks. There's ways we're going to learn how to keep a kosher kitchen if you only have one sink, and that's definitely fine. Some people say, you know, it's better to have two sinks, better to have two ovens, better to have two wives. It solves problems. Not always having more is more sometimes, more is less. Okay. But that's a case where a person, he's over on Bishel, you're cooking, even though not everybody holds that irui, that pouring boiling hot soup from a kli rishon onto food is cooking, but most majority people will say that that's a problem. That could be a case where even though I'm not eating and deriving no benefit, but I still have a problem there. Okay? So you have to be careful um, 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 how, to, how to go about this. So the Mishnah Chulun is going to tell us the following word in five. Basar asur asur So you're not allowed to cook and enjoy kosher meat and kosher milk. Basar But kosher meat and non-kosher milk, or basar non-kosher milk and kosher meat, mutar mutar You're allowed to cook and you're allowed to have anah. Rabbi Akiva Omer Rabbi Akiva says. Um, um, birds, right? And animals and beasts. They're not usher from the Torah. To exclude Chaya, which is undomesticated animals, Of, which are birds, and non kosher animals, right? So I see there's a question. Max, you have a question. Anybody, jump in when you have a question. I can't hear you. Can you speak a little louder? It's a little louder. So if you look in the foot in the in the footnote, do you have a book? Okay. So in the footnote number one, that's exactly what it's going to be talking about. Okay. Can you even not only work at McDonald's, but are you allowed to even own stocks in McDonald's? Right. Jews have a more of a problem of owning stocks in McDonald's and working at McDonald's. Okay. That's the reality of where we have. Our life, we have more. 
We used to play ball. Now we own basketball teams. That's a different story. So, we're, right. And the question is, would, and it's a machloket, would beef, a cheeseburger that's made out of beef, which the beef, the cow, is treif, but cow is potentially kosher. It had the potentiality of being shechted the right way, big machloket amongst the poskim, if one would be allowed to prepare cheeseburgers from, you know, if you're making bacon, omelet, bacon, cheese, fine, that's not a question. Almost pashat, the answer would be, it's fine, although lechatchile would be a problem. I know we had a student, two students, that did cooking, cooking courses, right? And they had this issue, right? When I go to a culinary school, I went to culinary school, um, do, when you're going, when you're cooking, can you cook tray stuff? It's a question, okay? There is definitely leeway, definitely leeway. So if you're going to McDonald's, definitely there's leeway. But the evid, if you have a friend, a person, you want to be making part of a minion, you want to, you know, uh, marry his sister, a hundred million reasons, works at McDonald's, not the end of the world. There's leeway there. Okay? Lechatchila, right? We always want you to avoid those situations. Um, especially when there's a machloket, if cooking beef and cheese, where beef is not, it, it's a, it's a in, in, in the criteria, it's a bema tehora, Right? But it wouldn't be kosher because of the way it's been slaughtered. Does that status change? The majority of the post say yes. The status changes. It's not kosher, therefore it's not. A lot of the post say no. It's a problem. Right? So, but it's, yeah, there's definitely a discourse on this. And, uh, and uh, um, um, in the Evid situation, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna use this. So, the, okay, so the Rambam explains what's the idea of, uh, of the wild animals not considered basar b'chalav. And the idea is, is that if you start cooking it, you might come to eat it, right? I forgot that a behemah, that a chaya, um, 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 that's not kosher, that a wild beast, uh, if I'm allowed to cook it, I might forget. I, I, it was cow, I thought it was cow, now I realize something else. Says the Rambam, V'chein basar chaya ve'of, ben, ben bechalav, chaya, ben bechalav behemah, eno asur be'achilato min it's not a, against the Torah. You're allowed to cook it and you're allowed to enjoy it. And you're allowed to eat it. Why are we not allowed to do this Because you might think that it's uh, it, it's basar, it's you know you you might get used to it, and then all of a sudden you're going to eat kosher animal with kosher milk. You're going to forget. We only, we, we, the, the, the Rabbanan said, we're not allowed to eat imo. they meant meat and milk. So a lot of people ask, we see here, Rabbi Akiva said it, chicken is not deraisa. So what's the story? So the answer is like this. It used to be, they didn't have open markets. You, had a, you, you, you grew things. So the guy who grew chickens usually grew them for eggs. And it wasn't the guy who grew cows who usually grew them for milk. But today, when we have markets and we started creating a place where you went, to a, you went and you bought everything at one place, when you go to the supermarket, chicken is going to be in the meat aisle. Okay? And because chicken is in the meat aisle, so you're cooking meat. And then if you're cooking meat, so you might as well cook cow because it's also meat. So what's the difference? So we have to understand that as the way we consume food and think about food, as that evolves, halachically, it evolves also. Could be that Mashiach is going to come, and one day, or going to, you know, today in the whole, you know, vegan fad and, 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 and um, vegetarian world, that all of a sudden, you know, like, 
chicken's going to be like excommunicated and like in a different aisle altogether. And who knows? And Andrew might come and say, no, you know, we, have to, we can go back. But right now we have to understand what I'm saying is it's the mindset. If the mindset is now that you're cooking meat and milk, you're not thinking this is kosher milk, not kosher milk, kosher meat, not, I'm doing it for a guy, I'm doing it for meat. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Right? And when the Torah said meat and milk, they meant all meat. So if we now consider chicken as meat, which is what we do, we call chicken meat. Um, you know, when you go to somebody's Shabbat meal and you say, I'm going to bring a meat dish, they're, not, they're hoping you're not bringing chicken. They want you to bring steak, they want you to bring veal, they want you to bring, you know, uh, some, some good stuff. And you bring, like, you know, the drumsticks and they're like, yeah, yeah. fine, it's better than white rice. Yeah, I, we all agree on that. Okay. So the rabbi is telling us that we have to remember that what we're, what we're dealing with is the way we perceive things. Okay. So we don't want a person violating Torah. Now we have to understand, when it comes to Basar and Bechala, people are, we, we, we tend to be strict on a Derabana level, where the Deraisa level is very lenient, because that's where most, most of the mistakes happen. When you're shopping for food, you're very rarely not buying kosher food and bringing it into your house. Uncommon that you forgot to take a fresh challah when you're making challah. But the spoon went into this, and this touched this, and uh, my friend took out my pan, he didn't realize, and he used my frying pan, and he made it. it, it that's where 90% of the problems in the kitchen happen. Halachically, you know, Rav Tzvi sure can, can agree. You know, most of, a lot of the questions we get are going to be Basar Bechalov questions, because that's where uh, uh, mistakes happen, right? The oven, I didn't know the oven, I didn't know the pan, I didn't know this. So that's why the Torah is going to be very uh, adamant about this. Um, and we see there's going to be, we're going to go see now that back in the day, they were, they were a lot more lenient in a way because similarly, seemingly the world, they didn't have that much of a problem, especially without refrigeration. Um, you didn't have milk lying around. You used the milk, you had it. If you had cheese, it was usually stored in somewhere cool and dark and, and etc. And not just lying around in the fridge in the same refrigerator where things, you know, I'm having uh, chicken soup and my kids are having pasta and cheese at the same meal. So the Ramah says like this, source number seven. Any basar bechal that's not deraisa, you're allowed to enjoy. Right? And now, the, as we said, the, the, the footnote number one is that Yalko Yosef is going to point out a number of interesting uh, potential scenarios where the prohibition of Basar Bechalov could apply. And that's a great footnote somebody should see. I'm not going to read it just because I, I, um, if I read it, then you're not going to listen. But if you get back to it, then you're going to listen. This, if you have uh, the, the, the sticky notes, this is a good uh, place to put the, the, the sticky notes. So, Chaver. Now we're number eight. So Yaakov Yosef is going to point out uh, these ideas. Okay. So, Right? If you're going to take hot water and pour it into the garbage, I was giving the... the or, or, or into the drain of the sink. Says Yosef, the example that we gave. You're going to... Um, Use, you're going to pour the, 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 the leftover, um, I mean, I guess, I'm not really sure today with plastic garbage bags how that works, but you're pouring out the uh, boiling hot um, um, oil from uh, the, the, the meat uh, steaks that you, the, the steaks that you did on the skillet, and now there's cheese in there left that you threw out that was spoiled, and now it cooks it, right? Or like we said in the drink. Says the the the, the, the Yosef, the Yosef, that's Yosef, 
in the name of his father. In any case, it's not obvious that there's fat left there, that they're touching each other, right? If this splatters and then it splatters on it, then it's already, it's already uh, um, um, splattering from and, 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 and eerie and not directly on. Or how do I know that flavor was mixed from the cheese into the, the leftover chicken soup and from the chicken soup back into the cheese? And there's no bishulach bishul. Right? We know there's a concept in Allah called bishulach bishul. Is there such a thing as cooking after cooking? Right? What's the case of, and we know this on Shabbos, do we say, some people are choshesh not to um, pour the hot boiling soup onto the soup nuts because it could be bishul uh, acharafia, but there's no bishul acharafia. It's really good, it's important to try not to spill boiling hot oil that was meat was cooked in, not chicken, schnitzel, because that would be a derabanan. Al chatichat pizza, onto pizza, vegvinashe betochapach, that's in the garbage. Right? This is not a good idea to pour boiling hot oil onto pizza or cheese that's in the trash. It's dangerous. So maybe, you know, if you have like a tin garbage bag, gar- garbage, and like you're... Th- don't pour boiling hot oil anywhere. Say there, that's just a good case scenario. But, right, especially we don't notice, we throw things in the garbage, and it could be a problem, you know. Um, um, I'm not talking about right now um, boiling hot... Uh, soup, but you know, you took out a piece of chicken from the soup on Friday night. You were doing the piece of chicken fell on the gar- on the floor. If you're a guy, you just pick it up and put it in your mouth. Or if you're if you're somebody with a little more sanitation, you might just throw it straight into the garbage. You pick it up, it's yad solid, but you throw it in the garbage and it fell onto something that could be a problem. So that's something that we have to um, um, realize, even though you're not over on Bishop Basar Bechal. You're allowed to do laundry from uh, towels that are used in a, a, a meat a meal and, and in a dairy meal. Usually we use napkins, but you know, uh, for people who use cloth napkins and they have and they don't, you know, you have different ones for different kinds and you use the same ones. That you're allowed to do the laundry together. And the last thing he says in Kavzayim, you're allowed to go into a lab and check if. Uh, butter that uh, is is not made. You know you don't know who made it. Um, you're allowed to check and see if there's fat in it, right? In in, in a lab, you can check if there's a if there's any meat. Uh, um, um, what, what's uh, what's the word I'm looking for that you use uh, to make to make the cheese the milk into cheese? There's a word that you take from the from the from the from the animal enzymes. What? Can't hear you. Speak up. I don't know. I thought it was enzymes, but I'm not sure what it is. Um, you probably know better than me. Um, whatever it is, there's a piece that you, there's something that you take from the animal in order to put into the cheese, to the milk to make it cheese. You're allowed to go into a lab and heat that up to see what 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 it is. And uh, even though it's 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 heating it up, um, it would be it would be a problem. Okay, so that was kind of like the opening, the intro. It's obviously the time to ask questions. Rennet, okay, is a type of enzyme. Thank you. I know it's enzyme. I didn't know it was rennet. Great. That right, you're allowed to go into a lab and take uh, cheese and see if there's uh, butter and see if there's uh, rennet in it and see, uh, etc. to see if, um, if it's a problem. Okay, after understanding a little bit of the broad concept of separation between meat and milk, now we're going to talk about the times you have to wait between meat and milk, right? The separation, this is what we talked about, what you're not allowed to do. Now what are we going to do in order to avoid being in that situation. How are we going to come to a place that we have to understand how, how long we're waiting? So the Gemara, we're now source number 9, the Gemara says in Masechet Chulin Kufhei Amir Aleph, Amar Rav Chizda, Achal Basar Asur Lechol Gvina, you ate meat, you're not allowed to eat cheese afterwards. 
Amar Mar Ukva, Ana Lehai Milta Chala Bar Chamra Legabe Abba. He said, me, Maruka says, I, in this scenario, I'm like vinegar to wine from my father. My dad was so machmir. Dilu Abba, Kavi Achil Basara Idna, Locha Gvina Adna Machar. Ad Hashta. He would wait 24 hours, right? Marukva's dad, at 24 hours, he had a dairy day, a meat day, a dairy day, a meat day. He, he was, it was odd days, he ate, uh, he ate dairy, even days he ate dairy, odd days he ate meat. It was never a problem for me, he says, but me, Viluana, so tachrita achlina, the same meal I don't eat them, but in the meal after I eat it, so I don't eat in the same meal. Okay, so it seems from our ukva that when we're talking about separating meat and milk, the real the 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 idea is just the between meals. And now we have to understand what does that mean between meals? Do we mean from meal to meal? Do we mean the time that it takes from meal to meal? Do we mean um um? What the, the 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 shorter meals, the longer meals? So approach number one, which is the riff, the roast, the ram on the tour, means that our ukva was weighted intervals of time between regular meals, which is a standard time of measurements um, that follow the day. So the rush is going to bring that down. Chulin chet. Hey, Amar Mar Ukva Ana Lo Mil Tachala Barchama. I'm like a, wa- a vinegar in in wine. De Ilu Aba Kiavi Achli Basara Idna Lo Avi Achil Gvina Adle Machar. He's quoting again what we just said. Ve'Ana Ba'Isu Data Lo Achlina. Right, so he's bringing the mission that we just saw. Perush says the Rosh. Bizman sheragila adam lisod dehaynu bizman seudata boker ad zman seudata erev upachot mishur ze ein lechol gvina achar basar telo ishtakach min deshari af beahi shiura ela marukva vekakarina nafshei chala barchamra. Right. What does it mean from the one till the next meal? Back in the day, you ate a big meal in breakfast. You had a big meal at night. There was no lunch. There was no lunch. There's no free lunch. You were out in the field all day working. You were out in the market all day. You were learning in the base midrash. You didn't take a lunch break. So you had breakfast at, uh, you know, you, you had breakfast at nine, right? And then you didn't have uh, me lunch to dinner till, uh, you know, in the summer days, that could be till seven or eight. In the winter days, that could be till three. So, okay, nine to three. And, uh, and that's it. And now that's six hours, right? That's, that's, that's what he meant. That's approach number one. Right? The, the time it takes. What does the Rambam say? What is that time? Mishachal basar. I'm in source 11. Betchila ben basar basar behema ben basar of. Lo yochal acharav chalav ad sheye benehem kedei shiur seuda achrina kemoshe shaot. One should not eat after eating meat. Should not eat milk until the, like the, the next seuda over, which is like about six hours. Now this approximately six hours is going to be a huge deal. A, because... We're going to see later, it's going to come as a kula. But what does it really mean when we say approximately? Um, and this is something that we're going to see later also, but something that is brought up a lot of times in, in, in conversation. They didn't have clocks. They didn't know exactly the time. Like, you're talking approximately. Approximately. Even on the sundial, if you had a sundial on your hand, it, it, approximately. Tov. The, the, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't understand approximately to mean kula. It means because they didn't have watches, it wasn't, it was approximately. Now that we have watches, it's six hours, not a minute less. Says the Lechem Mishnah, that's the, um, the, right, the Lechem Mishnah says, Umifarish Rabbeinu Shebein Seuda Le Seuda Vav Shaot, Sheken Seuda Talmide Chamim Bishashishit, Umarukva Talmicha Chamu, Vim Ken Mishama Che Shaot, Havi Seuda Chrina. Okay? So, six hours is six hours. So, not, he wanted to exclude when he says, Mifarish Rabbeinu, he's saying the Rambam means, don't don't read into the approximately um, um, 
as, as, as a leeway, it means six. So that's approach number one. Between meal to meal means the, the amount of time it takes. The amount of time it takes is six hours, and that's six hours. Okay. Approach number two is going to be the Tosfos Darama, the Ashkenazi version, which is going to be very different. What's approach number two? The actual meal. So says the Tosfos in Chulin, L'siudata achrita achlina. Okay, Chulin Kufei, it's source number 13, the top of page 31. L'siudata achrina achlina. Not when we're talking about in you eat breakfast and you eat dinner and there's no lunch in the middle. Rabbanan didn't differentiate between lunch to breakfast to dinner. Right? If I say from meal to meal, from dinner to breakfast, that's a long time. It's going to be eight hours almost. Right? That's why breakfast is called break fast. You've been fasting for a long time. From breakfast to, to brunch... From brunch to lunch, from lunch to lupper, from lupper to supper, from supper to seder. So it says the 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 tosfos. The next meal over, the next meal over, right? Lechora, you went to a wedding, you ate so much in the shmorgsborg that now you have to say a bracha achrona midiraisa chalta visavata. So at the shmorgs, you say a bracha achrona. Then there's the chopa. That's the meal's over. Now, after the chuppah, there's another meal. You could have a different meal now. It's a different meal. That's approach number two, and we're going to see how that unfolds in terms of psaq Approach number three is cleaning one's face and hands. Right? It's like, we're not even talking about a meal. We're just talking about like, not like from one meal to another meal. It's like, when this is over, this starts, because the whole idea is we don't want you eating it together. So, if you're not eating it together, you're not eating it together. Right? You went to, uh, uh, you, you went after, after Shachris and Shabbos, you went to the Kiddush. Who doesn't go to the Kiddush? You had Cholent. Who doesn't have Cholent? You come home, find out your parents are ch- serving dairy, chas v'shalom. You're good to go. It's a different house, different time, different place. Just wash your face, wash your hands, says the Tosfos in Chulin. On Kufdale, the Tosfos says, And also the Bahag says, When you're eating meat, you're not allowed to eat cheese. Without washing your, house, your, ma- your mouth, your face, your, your hands. But, but when you're washing your hands and you're cleaning your mouth, you're allowed to. And Marukva said, I'm not eating till the next meal. It's because he didn't have running water to wash his hands and face. So he waited for the next meal. But if he had running water to wash his hands and face, you're good. And therefore he was machmir. But really, says the Tosfos, you're good to go. You, you go, you wash your hands from any oil that's left on your hands from uh, eating uh, meat with your hands. Any meat that's stuck in your teeth, you, 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 you're done. You're good to go. That's approach number three. Okay. So now let's see the Shulchan Aruch Ramah on these three approaches and, uh, and what we do. Top. So the Ramah says like this. Did I, 